Sid Santa would have to fly faster than the speed of light to get to everyone's house in one night. He wasn't sure Santa was for real. So, today's movie that we will be discussing is the 2004 uh, animated film, The Polar Express. Um, I, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who I think is up there um, with Steven Spielberg as, I think, the director that at least... Like, everyone has seen at least one of his movies. Like, like it's not even... He's directed Forrest Gump and the Back to the Future trilogy, and Cast Away, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, he is, you know, I mean, everyone's seen at least one in their life. Uh, he's not uh, doing too well right now. His most recent uh, directorial credit is the uh, last year's live-action Pinocchio, which is an abomination. It's truly awful. So, <clears throat> I mean, there was a time where he was kind of like, one of the most acclaimed directors. <clears throat> and I do think Polar Express is kind of... I, 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 I'm I going to say this now, and I'm, it's going to sound like I'm negative toward this movie, but I think is maybe the start of his downfall. I don't hate this movie. I would like to preface that. But it definitely feels a little bit closer to his newer stuff than it does the Back to the Future and Cat, all these movies. Um, I have a, a strong sense of nostalgia for this movie, because I would watch it the same time, because it would be what my, uh, classes would play in elementary school the day before winter break. Um, and I, I don't think I've seen this movie in, like, seven years, but seeing it again, I remembered, like, literally everything that happened. Um. Yeah, I remember... I really, I really like this movie because I would always watch it with my family, so that's why I really like it. I, I, I do believe it is my most watched Christmas movie. Also, I, I forgot to mention uh, when we started, but we do have a third host here today, uh, brand new to any podcast 
that I've done. Uh, welcome, Ellie. Hi. <laughs> I was about to say, they can't see you, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I forgot to bring that up, but yeah, she is with us to discuss the Polar Express. Um, this movie kind of started, like, uh, there's always, like, movies can pinpoint to, like, that start different kind of versions of animation. I mean, uh, Snow White started, you know, animation entirely. Toy Story started, um, like, 3D. I think the Spider-Verse movies have kind of started a whole new thing, but, um, and maybe a lesser extent, this movie definitely started a different kind of version of animation, um, because it's, like, animation over physical actors, so it's kind of blending in animation and live action, like, together, um, and it was later done in movies like, uh, The Adventures of Tintin was one, the Jim Carrey A Christmas Carol was very similar to that, and this is kind of starts oh, that. Mm -hmm. And it makes it to where th this movie is, at some points, kind of freaky to look at. Stop. Everyone on TikTok has been saying about how realistic they look, um, and they're not wrong, but I, it's funny. Especially the um, two, like, train conductor. I, I don't know what their job is, but those two, the one, like, the big oh, one. Oh, the engineers. Yeah, okay. those two are in, sp in that one, and then the... Um, the ghost hobo are He's supposed to be creepy that and we'll get into this in a bit but i do think this movie now that i i'm at this point where i don't have as much like childlike wonder when watching this but like a lot of this movie makes zero sense and i feel like there were some ways they could have you know, ex not explain things, but made it make it make sense. Um, because th there's one thing, and, I, and I've talked about this, I think yesterday to my mom, but it's like a very like thing when I'm watching these kind of movies. And I would like to preface this that if anyone under the age of like twelve, I, I don't I don't know what, like an age thing here is listening, I would skip ahead about a few minutes just because of. The nature of what I'm about to talk about, and it could... I don't want to ruin childhoods, so just... Um... Alright. I have never understood, in movies like this, and movies like Elf, and the Santa Claus... How do people not believe in Santa Claus? I, like... I, like, there's, like, this kind of, like, whole talk about how adults don't believe in them. But have they never... Like, when they have kids presents that Santa brought are just magically there that they didn't brought and uh, they didn't yeah. buy and I that is confused me yeah that is never been, like the fact that like the parents can't heal hear the bell which I do like that in practice like that's like a nice little thing to end off on it's just weird because I'm like they don't know how the bell got there like they never considered it and it's and I think and it, like I was like watching this and I had the idea it would be cool if they had like some kind of explanation that if like once someone reaches, like, a certain age, like, 16 or 18, they, like, are intentionally, like, there's something that, like, Santa or one of the elves do or something where they do something to their mind where they can't remember it or, like, it's not even, like, they implant false memories that they did buy the gifts. Like, th like something, because it's always just been this interesting thing that, you know, people just don't believe because I've never been able to understand. Like, obviously... You know, I think all three of us are at a point where we know what is actually going on during Christmas. 
or at least I would hope so. Um, Santa brings us gifts. Yeah, uh, I had a funny story where um, I found out, I think in seventh grade, and then for the next, like, three or four years, uh, I kept up the lie that I knew to my parents, because I just kind of didn't want to, like, since I was their, like, firstborn, I didn't want to ruin that for them. And then in the span of, like, a day, my brother and, like, my brother already knew, and then they, my sister also knew, so we all came clean to my parents that we had. I don't, like, my, I feel, I do feel, it was funny, but I do feel bad for my mom, because, like, it kind of, like, that whole charm with Christmas was kind of gone, but we all kind of found out at the same time, um, but... Yeah, um, this movie stars Tom Hanks, and that's about it, because a lot of the other actors in this are children that don't really do much, but Tom Hanks plays, like, five characters. Yeah, he's so many people, it's so funny. Uh, he plays the, uh, the adult narrator of the main character, he plays the, uh, father, he plays the train conductor, he plays the hobo, the puppet, and I think he plays Santa, so... He does. He does play Santa. Very, um, I would like to say that, um, because, you know, while I'm, while I was watching it, I was, like, looking at, like, reviews and, like, looking at cast lists and stuff. Um, I'm not sure what he did exactly. It is very difficult to, like, um, narrow it down because, obviously, um, the move, the characters have a motion capture where, they kind of animate their face, um, but they also have other characters doing their voices. It's it's really strange. Um, but do you guys know? I I can't remember if the this actor did the motion capture, like did the animation of the face, or did the voice? Um, because it's very hard to get an exact answer. Um, all right, so this person. Uh, did not do the voice for the main character, but he did the, like, animation. Like, the face is kind of based off him. Can you guess the actor? Um, it is one that is very relevant in our current culture at the moment. Very, very prominent uh, actor. Is it Josh Hutcherson? Yes, Josh Hutcherson did the, like, animation motion capture for the main <laughs> character. Oh my god, that's um, crazy. Are you being for real? I am being so serious. Like, look, I'm gonna... This man is everywhere. You can't see it, but in this, you can... I th- if it's not clear, that Josh Hutcherson uh, plays Hero Boy, which is the name of the main character, because he never gets a name. Um, That was a really fun... He doesn't voice him. He does not voice him. Uh, his, well, obviously. The voice was from Daryl Sabara... Uh, who who uh, is known for playing Junie Cortez in the Spy Kids films? A girl? No, 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 no. The brother. I think the brother in Spy Kids. Oh, I'm smart. I'm smart. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought it was the girl. The girl's <laughs> definitely not named Judy. Um, so that was a very interesting, um, you know, thing to find out. Um, but really, in terms of like main actors, it's just Tom Hanks who is doing a lot of the acting grunt work. Um, I I think it's very 
common. I think have in our like times at school. I think we've all met at least one person like the know-it-all. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh my god. It is the Literally most realistic next to me. It's the most walk. realistic character in this entire movie. Um <laughs> He's also I think he's all annoying, but I think he is probably the best sense of comic relief because surprisingly for a kids movie it's not that funny also compared to other christmas movies you know well it's not supposed to be a comedy it's yeah. more of a spirit of wonder and christmas it's, it's just it's just a little you know also i think the stuff with the engineers they're also kind of comic relief even if oh, for sure. i don't think it lands as much just because i think they're just a bit too stupid. No. Um, like I, I take, I do not like overly stupid characters in movies. Like where it's like too a like unrealistic degree. If I think there's like a mix between cartoonishly stupid, um, like where you like it's you're not actually watching a person, and then like normal. And I think I hate the middle ground of that where they're like. Real people, but, like, unhumanly stupid. Um, I'm gonna bring this up now, because I know Audrey's gonna take offense with this, so it's perfect. I think Joey from Friends has a lot of that in the final season. Like, the final few seasons, where he's, like, overly stupid. Yeah, yeah. actually, I kind of agree. Um, so, like, th- like, that's, like, my example, where, like, it's, like, how do they even remember to breathe? And... That's why I feel like some of the humor with the engineers don't work because they are so stupid. Um, they they also provide one of the weirdest scene. I think the weirdest scene in the movie, which is the goats. Um, <laughs> no, it's not goats. Go- caribou. It's- <laughs> caribou. Um, right. Um, where they're driving the the train or you know trains going. And they have to stop because there's, like, they say, like, a million, but I I doubt it. Like, a ton of caribou on the tracks. And they pull on this one dude's beard so he'll, like, let out this painful yell that will move the caribou. (laughs) It is, I think, definitely the scene they could have cut, but it's also one of the only good instances of comedic relief. Because I actually think that's a pretty funny scene. (laughs) It's iconic. Um, looking at some trivia right now, um, it was listed in the 2006 Guinness Book of World Records as the first all-digital capture film. Um, oh, wow. So, like, instead of, like, the most animated movies where the act, like they'll animate it and then the actors will come in and read the voices, um, this was done where the characters would mimic the facial expressions of the actors, specifically Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks. Um, I also want to say, um, I mentioned how I, like, uh, watched this a ton in elementary school. I remember the beginning part before the train to be a lot longer than it actually was. Like, in my head, I remembered it being, like, 20 minutes spent at the house, Really? Yeah, because, like, I think, I, when I'm, like, younger, every, all the other, like, the scenes where nothing's 
happening in movies always feels a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and especially because I was, like, in third grade, so, like, everything went slower to get to, like, those interesting parts. Like, I remember um, when I would watch, like, The Avengers or something, I would just skip, like, the first two hours. Oh, um, my God. The what? I would you skip mean the whole it. movie? Yeah, I basically skipped the whole movie right up to the end because I was like, this is boring. Like, nothing happens. And now, yeah. Um, but, like, when I, like, watched it and I realized it was only an hour and a half, I thought this movie was, like, two hours. Like, I remember this movie being a lot longer. I also thought that. Um, that also maybe because I saw it three years in a row at the same time. Um... I never understood why it was just the Polar Express. Like, they couldn't think of any other Christmas movies to put on. Um, because I... We have hot chocolate! That is true. We did get hot chocolate. Um, and also, I think realizing, like, a lot of Christmas movies, like, also, like, ones we watch when you're young, probably couldn't be played in a school setting. Um, I remember, and I haven't... And it's... I've seen... I watch a lot of... I don't watch a ton of Christmas movies every year. Um, like, I'm, we don't have, like, a time where, like, alright, we got, like, traditions where we gotta watch this one every year. Usually, if it's, like, it's on, um, we'll watch it. But, like, I remember, um, back in, like, 2013, and I, and again, it's, like, I, I don't know how I remember it, but we watched Home Alone, and none of it ever rung for me, but I remember, and I still hear about it, how it got to my parents, is that, like, it has, like, a ton of language in, like, the first, like, 20 minutes in Home Alone. So, like, it's a very, I think it's a very hard, like, thing to find, I guess, a Christmas kids movie that is appropriate for, I guess, third graders. And I think there's, like, this, um, probably the new Grinch movie, um... Oh, I've, I don't... Um... We, we will have... We do have a whole podcast planned about the Grinch movie, so we yeah, can... Yeah, that's why I didn't finish my sentence. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can understand why Polar Express is kind of the one that they tend to, lead to lean to, even though I think it's one of the weaker Christmas movies. Um, And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think it is still very entertaining... Like, I was not bored. Um, I hope not. I, I, this movie, it's just a very interesting, like, um, again, I think what really makes this stand out is the type of animation. Um, I disagree. I disagree. I think what makes it stand out is that it's just so magical i don't know how to like describe it but when i was a kid i would always feel like the sense of magic and wonder that i associate with christmas and that's why i love it so much because it's not like just a christmas movie it has like that sense of like nostalgia but oh it's so good it does it so well i i do think it plays to those kind of like childhood like fantasies of like oh what if a a magical train showed up in the middle of night and took me to santa claus like that's I mean, I don't think we've all had that same exact idea, but, like, something similar to that, I think. Like, on the idea of, like, people who read Harry Potter once and thought they were going to get their magical letter one day, it's, like, kind of... I thought that, too. I thought that I was going to get one. 
one day. I also thought that the train was going to come by my house one time. Um, I was so I really sad. Did. I rode the Polar Express, like, my parents took me to one. And then they ended up giving out a bell, right? This mm-hmm. is my favorite story. So they gave out a little bell, and so I was ringing it, asking my dad if he could hear it. And then I read on the bottom, it says, Made in China. <laughs> I was like, I was like five. Oh, and I was like, Dad, no. why does it say Made in China? Oh, and he goes, no. uh, that's where they got the medal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Santa Claus got all the medal from China. They're They're working <laughs> together. Um... One thing that you brought up, I will say, despite all its flaws I have with this, the hot chocolate song is the best part of the movie. Like, oh, yeah. hands down. Yeah. I have a hot chocolate mug from that trip. Oh. That has all the things. It's so cool. Um, it is just... it. I, I have, I've mentioned before, I think I've mentioned on this podcast, I love it when there's like a random dance or song number in a movie... And it comes out of, like, that is my favorite thing ever. Um, Like, if there's, like, it's like a normal movie, and then suddenly the characters just break out into dance. And um, there was a movie I saw yesterday um, called Leave the World Behind on Netflix, and it was very good. Um, That also had a random dance scene in the middle of it, and I loved it. Uh, I saw a movie today called Poor Things. Starring Emma Stone, and that also had a very funny dance scene. So that is, like, I would, I don't know if you, I mean, it's not like one where I'm like, oh, it's like so obscure that no one's seen it, but I'm just, um, but I would say my number one favorite scene from any movie is like the dance scene from Napoleon Dynamite. For that reason, have, have either of you seen Napoleon Dynamite? Never. You should know the answer to my I, questions I, by just, now if, uh... it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen and has caused me, it was like the, probably the most sense of disappointment to my brother because like a few months ago I decided to rewatch it and, um, I had, um, it was me, my brother and my cousin and I put it on and me and my cousin were loving it. And my brother at the end was like, I hated it. It was not funny. And I have never, it was just a, mm. But, yeah, I mean, the hot chocolate scene in this is definitely the time, because I, I do think watching the, the the characters' faces are just a little off, especially the kids. Um, and strangely, I think the only kid in this movie whose face does not look weird is the know-it-all, which is incredibly ironic. What? Like you're it, so lying. His no. face is weird. It's like weird, but there's like especially with ugly. especially with the girl character when you like first introduce her, there's just something off about it. Like I don't know. I always thought that the so know-it-all kid, like he looked like one of my best friends when I was like <laughs> ten. Oh no! <laughs> Did you? I'm sorry. I could always call him that. Oh no! <laughs> That's terrible. That. I mean, um, so, um... I had a crush on him once. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways! (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think, um, what else about this movie. I do wish 
this movie would have spent longer at the North Pole because I do think the hijinks they get into there is like really funny. Like I, I I enjoy the North Pole segments a lot. Um, though there's um one scene where I, I forget, even though I saw it like a few days ago, I forget how they get there, um, to like a certain spot. But they are trying to get back to the group to see Santa. And they, like, walk along these, like, train tracks that's, like, over, like, this just infinite pit. Oh, that scared me. I I have a very big fear of heights. And, like, even as a kid, I'm like, oh, they're going to fall or something. I I would have just stayed. I would not have moved from yeah. that. I would have, like, crawled. I would have, like, hugged the thing and slowly inched my way there. Mm-hmm. They had so much guts. <laughs> um, one thing, one of the... <laughs> Alright. I, I feel like, I, I feel bad that I'm being negative this movie, but I'm gonna do it again. One of the dumbest <laughs> oh character decisions in this movie is from the, uh, Billy, who is also known as the Lonely Boy, um... Where he, they're going around trying to get back, and there's like this giant thing full of presents, and he notices one, and it's his. And he goes through this whole thing to try to keep the present, like he's not just a few hours from waking up and getting it. <laughs> Which, honestly, I, I mean, honestly, is fair. I think all of us as kids probably would have just taken it. Um, but it's literally to the point where he's like getting sucked into the thing. Like, he's gonna, like, drown in the presence. Um, but he, he like, has to hold on to the present. Yeah, he held on to the present not knowing where he was going. Yeah, he was like, if I die, I'm gonna have it. Um, uh, I I do want to ask a question, because this will lead into something. If, if, uh, you met Santa, and he gave you one Christmas wish, as a kid... So not you're not thinking now, but as like a, what were they like eight or nine year old in this movie? What would you have? What would you wish for? Every Monster High doll ever. <laughs> Audrey, that's what I would have wished for. No, because mine's depressing. Now, Audrey, you gotta you gotta say it though. I wish my parents would get back together. Oh no! <laughs> I I'm, that's what eight year old me would have wanted. I'm curious what. Santa would have said to that. I, d- I don't know what he would have done. Oh, what in Santa's powers? Um, I would. I remember probably in the time this was around. There was a a video game that I was very much into called Skylanders, and I would have just used my wish on that. Um, that is such a fun game. Like if I, I love Skylanders. If I, I love the show. If I didn't buy Skylanders, I would be a millionaire right now. That <laughs> was a very uh, expensive uh, thing that I no longer have anymore. Um, I think... Actually, hold on. Let me get up for like five seconds. Hold on. I liked playing with the dolls. Like the little figurines. I like to play with them. I actually uh, currently have one with me. Oh, um, so is that part of the swap ones? Yeah. Got got that. Um, because uh, f- like when that's the swap game came out, we were in like Sam's Club or something. I- I'm not sure. And they had like that, and my dad bought it, and then told me he was keeping it for himself. 
Um, and then ended up giving it to me, and then for like a Father's Day, I gave it back to him a few years ago. So it is one of the only two that has remained. Uh, the rest Aww, are gone. Uh, but that's what I used my wish on, and I want to piggyback that off of this. This kid's wish is so boring. He wants a bell. He has literally infinite choices, and he wants a sleigh bell. I mean, I guess it's because it has meaning now yeah, to him. It's a Christmas. Yeah, it re- it'll remind him of the experience he's had. Because I have a bunch of random stuff that I keep as mementos. Yeah. I feel like he kept it because, like, also because, like, it makes him remember the fact that Santa's real and it wasn't a dream. Yeah. But, I mean, I yeah. think, isn't it with the. Like, narration, doesn't it say that he ends up forgetting when he's older? No, he says yeah. that um, his friends and Sarah forget, but not him. I uh. watched it, like, um, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very recent watch. Um, yeah. Sound like me. I'm proud. Yeah. But, like, I like going back of what I said earlier, speaking of, like, Sarah, I remember that whole, like, point where he's just in his bedroom just taking so long. Like... We spend forever in that bedroom, and it's like five minutes. Like, I was watching it uh, in class, and and by in class, I mean watching on my phone and, you know, because my classes are terrible. Um, and, like, when the train came in, and I saw it was like five minutes past, I'm like, oh, this was not what I remembered. Um, it was very weird when I had, like, finished the movie to think that it had been seven years since I had seen this. Um, Whoa! I thought you said you watched it a lot. No, I saw I saw it uh, the same like basically the same day, uh, third, fourth, and fifth grade, and then oh that was it. So for all of middle school and all of high school, I had not seen this movie, and I kind now of, it makes sense to why you don't like it. And I spent <laughs> I spent like the past seven years hating on this movie. Um, not as much as. <laughs> Um, so, Audrey, I, I know you, for a fact you did not do this with malicious intent, because you, I have not been this, like, something where I've talked about, but my two least favorite Christmas movies, at the point that, like, I was getting ready for it, were Polar Express and the live-action How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So when you chose those two for the Christmas episodes, I kind of just, I was like, alright, let's, I'm just, let's go on. But I thought it was the most ironic thing. Um, Those are my favorites! That's, that's <laughs> awful! I will say, Polar Express is no longer one of the weaker ones. Uh, Grinch is oh, Grinch is still in my top ten least favorite films of all time. I do not like that uh, movie. But we will... We will, we will do The live-action one. The one with Jim Carrey. The weird one. What? Yeah. The he weird one. No, that's the weird one. Like... No, hey. the bad one's the newer one. Okay, let's I be honest. I like the Jim Carrey one. I will say, though... Jim Carrey is a goat. No, I like the original. I like the 60s one. I will always stick to the 60s one. It's good. I do like the 60s, because it stays in, like, a susical... Yeah. I mean... Susical. Um, thing. Just, no. Um, I do... I will say, though, my brother does prefer the new Grinch over the other two, which is just wrong. Um... Ew, what? Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Um, okay, so those are your two favorites. I would like to... Uh, I'll, I'll get to mine in a second. Ellie, what would you be your favorite Christmas movies? 
Um, well, I think the Polar Express is definitely in the top. Um, I don't, I don't actually watch that many Christmas movies, so I think like the Christmas Chronicles. Those are like the main things I oh, watched. I remember in Christmas. those. I like those. Yeah. Um. Can you explain what that is so I know if I watched it or not? <laughs> Not really, because I haven't watched any Christmas movies lately. It's about uh, Christmas Chronicles. Is like, um, oh, it's live action on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I watched it. Uh, it's I got, didn't like it. It's got Kurt Russell, and I love Kurt Russell. He is amazing. Um, I would say my favorite Christmas movies, and it's kind of weird because a lot of these are very recent. Um, I saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time like last week, and that movie is so good um you have not i think by audrey's face which the listeners cannot see i don't think you have seen it's a wonderful life i i wonder no, if they could not. figure that out i wonder if yeah, they could figure they, that out with almost all my answers yeah um it is i think you've it's it's like have you seen because like a bunch of like tv shows did this premise where like someone wishes to see what it would be like if they weren't born it's like that but also oh? not that because it's only like the last thirty minutes of a two hour and ten minute movie, but the rest of it's like kind of it's really good. It's it's amazing. Um then a movie I have brought up to basically everyone I've met over the past few weeks. Um a movie out on digital right now. So oh. uh if you have not seen it, you have no excuse. Um it's a movie called The Holdovers, which is an absolute masterpiece. Um uh, there's also uh, National Lampoon's, which is one of the best ones. Uh, recently, we watched Love Actually, which was fantastic. Um, obviously, I have like classics like Home Alone and Elf. Um, but I, I do think at the beginning of the month, I'm like, all right, this is it. I'm gonna watch like a ton of Christmas movies. It's gonna be great. I've seen like three Christmas movies. Oh this yeah. Month. Oh um, yeah. Like I was like, oh, it's gonna be crazy. And then I have seen uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, the Polar Express, and that's been it this month. Like, it's been a very, very uh, small month for Christmas watches from me. Oh. Um, Get will, in the Christmas I will. I, I do plan on it, like, the last week. And it's it's also a mix of the way I watch movies, because I, I, I have a lot of things. Like, I do need, I, there's, like, a bunch of movies from this year that I, I'm, like, playing catch-up on that I missed. So I'm, like... You know, trying to mix those in with the Christmas ones. Um, yeah. Uh, Polar Express is... Yes. <laughs> uh, so Polar Express was released in November of 2004. Um, and it grossed $286 million. Um, which was the highest gross... Of, and it had a 165 to 170... Uh, million dollar budget, uh, which was the biggest sum for an animated feature at that point. That is a lot um, of money. I can agree. I think right now the highest grossing animated film is Frozen Two. If Frozen, I'm, are you sure it's not Avatar? That's not. I meant like animation. I mean, obviously a lot of stuff in Avatar is like CGI, but that's still like, you know. Okay. I'm like looking. This I know up. the difference. Uh, the highest grossing, I'm, like, gonna get a list. Alright, um, 
Here's here. I'm gonna top ten. Oh oh lord. Oh this is bad. Okay. All right. Uh, we have Finding Dory. Oh. Despicable Me three. Oh, that was a. Ooh. Toy Story three. Um, Toy Story four. Minions. Yeah, Incredibles 2, Frozen, the Super Mario Brothers movie, Frozen 2, and I'm just going to say this, even though, uh, no offense to either of you, you're not going to get this. You guys have any guesses for number one? Any, any ideas? So, similar to Avatar, no one will think of this as animation, but basically the entire movie is animation. Which is the 2019 uh, Lion King remake, where oh. all the characters were animated. So that is technically, um, to this day, have not seen it. Do not want I to. I remember watching it in eighth grade with my boyfriend, but it, we definitely were an eighth grade couple and basically were not dating. <laughs> but it was really funny watching it because I didn't like it. Um... I, I'm not going to go into do too much detail about the live-action Disney remakes because <clears throat> uh, they are ruining <gasps> Disney. Um, That's true. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Polar Express at the time, from 2004, so that means it made more money than all the Disney animated classics, made more than, like, Toy Story and The Incredibles and Finding Nemo, which is insane. Um, yeah, but at least, like... It stayed true, because what I will say, it, it was almost, like, the exact same, but they didn't try to, like, make it woke, if I could, like, yeah. And it, it's cool to see, like, actual animals singing it. Like, I feel like that was cool yeah. to see. Um, I I hate the Disney live-action remakes, because, obviously, there's... This is an... one of the first ones. These are one of the first ones. No, Lion so King wasn't the first one. I said it was one of the first. Like, the first one was, um, back in, what year was it? It was Uh, Cinderella. It was Cinderella. And I don't think, no one has as much issues there. But then it just kind of kept going. Um, we're like, alright, that's fine. But, I mean, also because we have gotten, like, 3,000 Cinderella movies. So it just kind of felt... Yeah, they saw... That it was working, and they said, yeah. "Let's just keep doing this over and over again." And then you Is have. Bad that I enjoyed every single one of the new Cinderella movies. I haven't seen any. I don't think I've seen a Cinderella movie ever. Like I've never seen one start to finish. Really, really? you should watch the 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 one on Disney Plus that um, our school play is. I will probably watch it. Um, oh wait, which one? Which version is that? The original. Uh, it's the. It's um with Whitney Houston. When, Whitney Houston was in a Cinderella movie? Whitney! That one, wait. I yeah. love that one. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. It was so it. different. But, yeah, as soon as, as soon as Cinderella came out, it was then kind of created this, like, six or seven year span where we got Jungle Book, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Mulan, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Peach Dragon, Peter Pan, Dumbo, Lion King... Um, Alice in Wonderland, Lady in the Tramp, it's just, and I don't, they're not all bad. Um, I, I will stand up for the Jungle Book live-action remake. I thought that was really good. Uh, I thought Maleficent was good. Um, the 20- um, Alice in Wonderland was good. Oh, I loved Alice in Wonderland, I have not too. seen Alice in Wonderland at well, all. Well, it's because it's more accurate towards the book, and yeah. it's way 
more immersive than the actual mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. But I think I think now, especially with um, the recent release of Wish, I think it's become you know more relevant than ever that I think these live action remakes are what Disney is focusing too much on, because I like I know I am out of everyone I meet I am like I pay attention to like what's going on in movies, but I think both of you would probably say you guys saw more marketing and just stuff for The Little Mermaid than you did for Wish this year. Oh, yeah. Like, it was way more pushed than... And it made more money. Also, Wish was terrible, so that didn't really work in its... Well, it's not bad. I think it's one of those movies where I genuinely don't feel anything for it. Like, it's not a bad movie. If you want his full opinion, you should go watch one of the other episodes that we talked about. We did talk... I, I actually... I mean, kind of, because I think we talked for, like, three minutes on Wish, because that's how little I had to talk about it. Uh, no, I think you talked about it for, like, ten minutes, because you were like, this was bad, this was bad, yeah. this was bad, this uh, was also, bad. This also, was follow bad. me um, at Treyward underscore S on TikTok, because I reviewed it there, too. Um, but but back to the Polar Express. Um, it was nominated for two Academy Awards or three, three Academy Awards, for sound editing, sound mixing, and original song. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, it was not uh, the Hot Cocoa song that was nominated, um, which was just, you know, terrible. I wish on a star. Uh, it was Believe, uh, the song Believe. That, that's the song I was just singing. Uh, yeah. Um, and trying to believe. Uh, it's all right. It's a good. It's a fine song. Um, but the Hot Cocoa one is absolutely superior. Also, it's weird because they have these two songs. Why didn't they make this like a full musical? You're so right. I would have loved it if it was like a like, full musical. I would have. We should have a Polar Express remake. There has to like hold on. There has to be. Is there like a Broadway? I I, I don't know if there would be. But We're like, coming up with brand new ideas, guys. Polar Express the musical. Polar Express musical. It doesn't really yeah. exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get on that. Someone make it happen. We, Someone I, make I'm, it happen. Can't believe it hasn't happened. All right, we gotta do it. Um, it's genius. I mean, it's right there. Um, yeah. So, um, you. What other thoughts do you have about this movie? Any other? I don't know. Uh, I personally, uh, I, huh? I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I personally enjoyed the scene where they were on the ice because, like, yeah. the train just slipping and sliding everywhere. They were drifting that thing. It was great. Um, I want to know who, um, because there's a point where the brake stops working, and they go like they go on the tracks, but they go on this basically like roller coaster. And I'm like, who designed that? Like, who, like, okayed the just giant, like, hills that it goes... Also, um, one thing, going back to the beginning, where I mentioned how, like, you know, the Christmas, like, saying not believing in Santa was kind of weird. I think for so much of this movie, it makes it seem like the kid is dreaming... You know? It does. Until he gets the, the bell at the end. 
I wanna I wanna also preface preface that um during the um tall movie we're being told the story by the little kid. So I don't know if the train was actually slipping and sliding on the That's on the true. ice. That's just what we're being told. Yeah. Which is yeah. also another thing I really like because it's all from a kid's perspective. Maybe he didn't actually sit on Santa's lap. Maybe the bell fell and he just grabbed it because he didn't get picked. Maybe. But he doesn't want to tell people that. Maybe. But that's the thing. It's all speculation. What if? take it many different ways. What if there's like a really, I just thought of a really cool theory. What if he's telling this story to like his kids or something and none of this happened? What if? Oh, that'd be so cute. That would have been a good way to end it. Like it's like. It would be a little weird, but, like, if he's living in, like, the same house and he is now recounting this story to his kids, that would have been a good way to end this. Oh, and he were to show the bell to them to, like, yeah. be like, yeah, he's real, guys. Like, and shake it. hear the bell? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been actually a really good ending. Um, Look at us. We should be the we, writers. We should have done... Ah. We should have been born in before <laughs> 2004 so we could have made this movie. Uh, they would have been lucky to have us working on the movie. Um, uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to find some very interesting trivia now to read off because there might be something cool about this movie that we don't know. Um, I looked up trivia and that was the wrong bit of trivia that I needed. Um, there is a bunch of theories about the hobo. That, okay, that, okay, yeah. Okay, we can talk about that. Did he need to be in the movie? So, <laughs> I have my own theory, and my dad also told me one of his theories. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the theory that he came up with was that the hobo is actually Santa Claus watching over the kids, and that Tom Hanks, that plays everyone is Santa, because the dad is Santa, but, like, not actually. He's pretending to be Santa. And then the hobo is Christmas past, the conductor is Christmas present, and then Santa is Christmas future. I I agree with some of that. I can see the hobo. I don't agree with the dad being Santa. I know it's the same actor, but I just... Not Santa. He's, like, in the beginning, he goes, Ho, 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 ho. Just kidding, I'm your dad. Um, I, I would, I would see that to be a little weird that, oh, you know, your husband, he's been abducted by Santa. He's been gone this entire year. Gotcha. Huh. Um, I, yeah, again, the, the hobo is always interesting point because I think it is very on the, like, it's not even subtle that he's not actually a real person. Um, cause he like disappears and stuff, but also like. He does interact physically with the characters. Like, it's all, it's like very strange. Like, it's, he's a ghost. I think we can probably say that he's like some kind of ghost or spirit, but that could physically. Audrey has a very shocked look on her face. Um, it was a very sarcastic shock look. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, it was! So, uh, in the scene, I'm looking up trivia now, in the scene where. The two engineers are, um, well, okay, let's back up for a second. Have any of you seen, and I know this may be a dumb question to ask Audrey, but have any of you guys seen the Back to the Future movies? By any chance? 
No. <laughs> no. Okay, so I've seen the first two, but in the third one, it's like a Wild West movie, and they go back in time by a, a time-traveling train, um, or so I am told. Um, but in this movie, um, when the two engineers are trying to get the pin to stop the train, or get the brakes working, um, you can see the flux capacitor, which is what powers the DeLorean from Back to the Future, so some people have theories that this train is the same train from Back to the Future, uh, 3, which I still have not seen. Um, That's interesting. In the books, um, in the art books and facts books, it is revealed that, uh, you want to, um, I've done this a bit, but can you guys guess in, like, what they have said the, uh, main boy's name is? You have... Tom. Any guesses? Tom. Uh, his name is Chris, based off the, uh, the book's author. Uh... Chris Kringle. uh, Chris Van... Allsberg. Ew. Yep. That is the author of the... Did you guys ever read the Polar Express book? No. Me, me either. It's one of those... There are always these movies that I, I always forget are books. Like, I think no one remembers that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is a book. It was? It's a book? Yeah. It what? does not... It has. It does not follow the movie at, like, the movie... It's basically, like... What if food came down from the sky? Like, there's no plot to it. It's just that. Um, like it does not. It does not have Flint Lockwood, or you know. Flint Lockwood. Sorry. I love. I need to see those movies again. Those are really good. Oh yeah. Um, Stop. I remember um watching the second movie when it said Live Corporation, and then they're like. If you reverse it, it says evil. And I was like, as a kid, I was, like, so shocked. Um, there's also, like, I remember seeing, like, uh, with, like, Pepsi. If you, like, flipped it upside down, it said is dead. And, like, you know, that's, like, mind-blowing to a child. Um, I was, um, I will say, though, when I, I was probably one of the most gullible children in the world when I was younger... Because I would believe everything I was told. Me too. Um, so that's why, like, I mean, Polish Express, like, when you're watching this as a kid, you don't notice, hey, that doesn't make sense. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, oh my goodness, magical train. Um, and I, th- I think, even though I, I like this movie, I think nostalgia plays a lot. Because when I think about it, I think about, you know, elementary school Christmas, which... I have gotten, like, videos pop up, um, where it's, like, uh, 2000s kids' Christmas nostalgia, and it'll play, like, like, have pictures that I, like, distinctly remember, and it always just kind of makes me sad, you know? Have you, it makes like, you sad. This is, like, one yeah. of the only movies that gives me nostalgia that doesn't make me sad. It makes me I happy. Mean, like, this doesn't make me sad, but, like, those, like, videos where it's, like, Reminding me of, like, elementary school Christmas. And, like, I can, like, remember. Um, with these, you could bring, like, candy to school and stuff. Like, when you watched it. like, And I would, in the morning, um, me, like, my, me and my mom would get up. And I would get a pack of Bowberry biscuits from, biscuit, uh, from Bojangles uh-huh. and bring them to school. Um, and th- that was great. Uh, 
I still get them now a few mornings a week because they are very good. Um, but I mean, it, th this is one where nostalgia kind of does play a very key role because I have, you know, such a fond, you know, idea of that time. Because, like, when you're specifically, I mean, like, obviously when, like, you're really young, like, kindergarten, Christmas is this, like, you know, incomprehensible event. But I think that, like, those, like, few later years in elementary, like, especially, like, third and fourth grade, are kind of the best times for Christmas. Because you're, yeah. you're, uh, you're, like, at this point where you have, m not matured, but you have developed enough to where you can be physically present on what's going on, like, and, but, like, not, like, too young where you can't remember it. Like, I can't remember Christmas stuff I did when I was in first grade. Like, that's gone. Um, like, it's kind of this perfect time where, like, that's where most of the big Christmas memories from, like, childhood will come back, and then you get to middle school, and that's just it. It's gone. Um, so, no matter, no matter how much I have talked bad about this movie, even though I, I, I definitely far from hate it, like, I will always have a soft spot for it because of, you know, watching it so much when I was younger. Um, still have never watched this with my parents. Um, what? I, I saw it, I saw it in elementary school and I'm like, alright, that's it. I don't need to, I don't watch a ton of movies with my parents in general. Um, that's sad. I do plan on seeing, um, I'm up to Christmas Carol tonight with my mom. Um, I'm gonna rewatch The Holdovers with my family tomorrow, but, like, and it's the thing where most of the movies I watch, I just can't watch them with my parents. Not because it's, like, you know, so awful, but because, like, that's not the movies they're into. Like, my mom, like, my parents right now, what is on, and I don't think it's on right now, but for the past two months... The TV in, like, our main living room has just been playing Hallmark 90% of the time. Yes! Like, that I is... I love Hallmark movies. It is... I have... I have a, um, hate-hate relationship with Hallmark movies. Um, I don't like them. Um, but enough to where, like, I enjoy making fun of them. What's a Hallmark movie? So, uh, there's a channel... Uh, <laughs> You're kidding me. You don't know what a Hallmark movie is? Um, so, have you seen a... There's a... Um, this is going to cover a large basis of movies. Have you seen a movie where a girl comes home from, like, her city? Uh, she She's visiting her hometown, but she has this, like, you know, super insane, stressful job that she has to do something while she's there. And when she's there, she meets a childhood friend who uh, somehow has no wife but has a kid. Um, and they start reconnecting, they do a bunch of Christmas stuff like gingerbreads and tree lightings, and then they fall in love and kiss in the snow. If you've seen a movie like that, that is a Hallmark movie. It follows a very specific formula. That it, Have you ever seen The yeah. Princess Switch? The Princess Switch? Yes. That's basically, it's, it's not... It's basically like that. Yeah, it's like that. Like that level of quality. Uh, okay. Netflix also released. Very corny. Uh, Netflix also released a, a knockoff um, Christmas movie or Hallmark movie last year 
um, I'm trying to find it now, called uh, Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, does that have Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. That's, that is, that's a Hallmark movie. It's on Netflix, but it is a Hallmark movie. Um, but they are on 24-7 right now. Like, I have not been able to get rid of them. Uh, my mom keeps talking about one they did, like, last week called A Biltmore Christmas. Um, that takes place at, like, Biltmore in North Carolina. And she will not shut up about it. Um, but, like, they have... That's my, like, that's my family's idea of watching Christmas movies. And then sometime my dad's, like, scrolling through and he, like, sees, oh, an elf is playing and then it'll just turn it on. Like, we, it's a very rare time that we will all make a collective choice to, like, hey, we're gonna sit down and watch this Christmas movie. Um, the only time we have done that this year was a movie called Deck the Halls with, uh, Matthew Broderick and, uh, Danny DeVito. Um. It is... About, like, a family moves in, and they start setting up this very elaborate lights at their house that gets the other guy mad, and they start, like, this whole, like, basically a prank war. Um, it was alright. It was alright. That's the only Christmas movie that we have all decided to, like, alright, we're gonna sit down, we're all gonna watch this as one big family. Um, so it was a weird choice. We didn't watch the classics. We watched Deck of the Halls. Um, all right, so any, any other thoughts about Polar Express? Any, you know? If you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. I strongly suggest showing it to, like, your kids or your younger siblings if you can, because it's such a nice movie Uh to, like, share with your kids. It's a really good experience to share with younger people. Um, it's, it's very interesting that you say that, because I do, I don't have good... I don't have a good analytics for who listens to the show, but it's a lot of mutual friends who are around the 16, 17 age range. Um, they can have kids. You don't know that. <laughs> I think most of the people that I know who listen to this don't, and if they do, that is like, would be a massive surprise, you know? That'd be very interesting to find out. And they might want to have kids. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're like, in high school, I would just wait. Like, it, it's not, I mean, it's not going anywhere, but, like, if you're a parent with kids, de- like, this is a very, they're gonna love it. I think kids are gonna love, well, yeah. most kids, I mean, if you get, like, if you have, like, an iPad kid, they might not like it, but, you know, I think most, most well-trained kids, you know, well-behaving They'll like this one, because I think it's up there with, I think, um, movies like, I think Home Alone, where I think some of the fun with these movies is, like, kids putting themselves in the character's shoes, you know? Um, cause like, Home Alone, that idea of, like, beating up adults with toys or something, and then with this one, <laughs> Magic train to Christmas or to Santa like that's that's like every kid's dream you know well I don't know if it's like their like main dream but like you know once <laughs> once they see it like for the next like two or three days that's all they're gonna want to happen to them when's um, the train coming when's the train coming uh I I actually thought um 
my mom was like for the past week has been like was teasing like oh we're gonna do something really fun like for memories and she's like it's it's in North Carolina and it starts with the letter T and for like the next two days I was convinced that we were gonna do the Polar Express train ride um we did not we went on this like very very cool uh lights tour where like this like one like big park set up like this insane amount of lights and it was like really fun um the only bad part was I like burned my tongue for two days because of uh apple cider that was really and I say two days it was uh Thursday we went Thursday um but like I would have as a child I would have loved to do like the actual Polar Express train ride um can I still do that can we do can we still do that I, I don't yeah, know. It's parents, probably still going on, yeah. It was weird because my parents were, like, on it. So, yeah, you can go. <laughs> um, One other thing I do want to talk about very quickly, because I think it's kind of interesting. There's not a ton. Um, if, we, if we're talking about, like, non-stop motion, there's not a ton of animated Christmas movies. Like, obviously, you have, like, the the Rudolph and the Year Without Santa Claus and all those. But if you look in, like, typical animation, you have, like, this. You have Arthur Christmas. Um, you have the, I guess, the original Grinch and Charlie Brown. Uh, and then you have, like, again, if you're not counting stop motion, which is, like, Nightmare Before Christmas and Rudolph, like, all those. Uh, there's not a ton of animated Christmas movies. Uh, Klaus, Klaus was one that came out a few years ago. Oh, I really like that um, one. That was a good movie. I have yeah. been meaning to see for a long time. I will get to it by the end of the year. I have made a thing. I, I have been meaning to watch it for so long, and I just haven't. But I will. It will happen. I will see it. Um, because I think, like, the possibilities for animation are kind of endless, right? Like, you can... I mean, it's obviously not an easy thing to do, but you can literally do almost anything or make anything with animation. And it's just kind of weird that Christmas movies haven't really used it as... aren't used as much with animation because, like, you can literally make any kind of, like, Christmas possibility possible with animation. So, like... Again, I think that's the biggest thing this film has going for it, is it's probably one of the best, like, uses of animation for a Christmas movie, because it, like... And I think, even though it looks a little weird, making the characters look realistic also kind of helps, because it was it's able to, you know, look a little real, so it doesn't look, like, so, like, insane that, like, kids are like, this can't happen, but it also is able to do stuff like thousands of caribou in front of a train and make it, like, fit. Um, yeah, so uh, closing closing thoughts about the Polar Express. Any? Yeah! Yeah. I like it. It is on... I think it's great. It's on Max, so if you uh, subscribe to Max... I'm gonna still call it HBO Max because I think Max is a stupid name. Um, but, it sounds like a person. Yeah, the, I. Yeah, it's terrible. I it's a very similar situation to like Twitter and X, where I will not call it what it is now, just because it's just so. Yeah, 
dumb. Weird. Yeah. It's on Hulu as well. It is also on Hulu, uh, which I do not use as much, but that is just because ads, but, uh, yeah, I mean, check it out. I mean, it's literally similar to when we did the horror movies in October. It was literally the perfect time to watch it. Uh, it is an hour and a half, so it's going to take barely any time to get through it. It, it moves very fast. Um, and, uh, thank you, Ellie, for being here. It was a Um, pleasure. Uh, talking about the Polar Express, um, and thank you guys, uh, for listening.